We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and Abe is not here, but I do have a special guest with me, one that I always like having on the podcast. Sometimes I have asked her to be on the podcast because I really want to talk to her about certain movies. Other times she just texts me at random, and I say save it for the podcast because I think it would be really fun to talk about. And that's what happened. My mom is here. Uh, Denise Denmark, you've joined us again for the podcast. Yes, I have. And good day to all you podcast listeners. It's nice to be back. I get to hear my son's voice and talk about different movies that I question. So what, let's get to that right away. What did you What did you text me the other day? I texted you um, that I finally got a chance to see Get Out. And it was not what I expected. I thought it was going to be a quote-unquote horror movie i felt it to be more of a thriller suspense movie and some other negatives i had about it it wasn't what i expected and i went and i had questions well, that i knew you would be able to answer for me well i'm happy to get into what those questions could be and what have you and i, I yes i was aware that you were kind of ambivalent to seeing the movie um, but i am glad now that you have seen it before we get into the movie i want to go over just some some general things about it because it's it's had quite the success um since it uh, opened back in February. It cost about 4.5 million, so under 5 million to make this movie, and it ended up making 250 million dollars around the world. It's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. And um it's directed by it's written directed by Jordan Peele um of Key and Peele fame. This is his debut film, his debut original this is the first like original screenplay. It's I believe like it has the record for being the it broke uh, Blair Witch Project's uh, record for having like the highest gross, being the highest grossing film for an original screenplay for, from a first-time filmmaker. It, uh, wow. It's also the, um, until The Fate of the Furious came out, it was like the highest grossing film ever directed by a black man, uh, which, I mean... It, I was not aware that uh, that Peel was up there like that. Mm-hmm. It, uh, <laughs> it, it has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, over 280 reviews, with only one negative so i mean it's it certainly had high critical regard i think it has a good shot at getting a best uh, original screenplay nomination um for the oscars along with plenty of other kind of smaller award ceremonies i think it has a lot of shots in that regard so and it'll certainly make a lot of critics top 10 lists and what have you so you know it's it's a movie that's done very well for you know this little scrappy 4.5 million dollar movie that came out in february it had a huge impact as far as what everyone was able to accomplish from it right Wonderful. So, and um, so you've seen the movie now. And uh, what was what, what your, what is your like a brief takeaway? What did you think of the movie? I thought it was great. I, um, like I said, I had some negatives going in and I, once I was able to see the movie itself, some of it played into, into what I thought and some of it didn't. And I, and it's very good. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Well, it's just a really. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get it. We'll, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you some things about it. What you had questions for and what have you. And I know, um, yeah, you were you you had some reservations, but you saw it, and I'm, I'm happy you did because here we right. are now. We can talk about the movie. Exactly. The actor. Um, I wasn't familiar with the actor, the the uh, head, the lead actor in this one. Yeah, his name's uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Um, he he's an English actor, so you you have not many people have seen him in a lot of things. I know there's a series. Um, Black Mirror that I watch. It's like an English Twilight Zone. That's a uh, that's one that he he's he's in a few other British shows as well. But that's like one where he made a big impression because of the kind of a lot of people watch that show. So that and he has a key episode um, in that one. And he was in um, a few other things uh, here and there. But yeah, this is like his first kind of big leading role in a film. Okay, and Black he, Mirror. Yeah, I think you told me that he'll be in Black Panther next year. Okay, um, he was in Sicario actually uh, a couple years ago. He was a uh, 
Emily Blunt's uh, partner in that film. But it's a small role. But regardless, yes, he's certainly you know made he's a lead lead character in this movie. But yeah, the 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 actor, yes, he's fair, he's fairly new to a lot of people, and as we all know, the film concerns this character, uh, Chris. Uh, played by Daniel Kaluuya. He has a girlfriend named Rose. She's played by Allison Williams, uh, known best for the, the HBO show Girls and uh, being Brian Williams' daughter. But yes, he's dating Rose. He's a white woman. He want They want to go away for the weekend to meet her parents. Uh, her parents played by Bradley Whitford and Catherine Keener. Uh, the indication is a question of, like, does, do the parents know that he's black? And does that matter and what have you? And we go to the, the countryside, to this, like, very, you know, very fancy, rich neighborhood and everything, and things happen from there. We, I, we, you know this film, I know this film. Most people that are listening to this probably know that. I don't know why you'd be listening to this if you didn't know this film. The point is I want to talk about this movie with you uh, because you watched it now and you had some questions, but I also just want to know your general thoughts on it. Obviously, you like the movie, um, but um, let's get into it. As I said, it's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, I, I, I do think it's, it's very well done as far as a a well-directed movie as well as being well acted it has a strong screenplay it can be very funny at times it has a lot of kind of awkwardness based around social ideas and what have you and i, I think it's just very effective for all of those reasons and the more and i've seen it and i've seen it three times now and the more i watch it the more even more i like it and i already like it quite a bit that's interesting i and i like the way you said a uh, social awkwardness as opposed to stereotypes I, that's mm-hmm. that's nice very nice choice of words. Um, and that's fine. And I'm, you know, and since you brought that up, I won't even go into that. I guess my questions were more so towards the, and I, it didn't come until the end, or I guess it was towards the end anyway, mm-hmm. where they, where she, he's, she calls them grandma and grandpa. Mm-hmm. Now I get that the dog, the father's a neurosurgeon and obviously he's a little wacko because he's got some stuff going on downstairs and, and but did they did they take the brain out of his grandparents out of their out of her grandparents and put it into the heads of these yes of, yeah. of the, oh <laughs> that's that's okay. the exact thing so let's back up let's back up okay <laughs> and I understand that because I, okay. I, I I somewhat questioned that the first I, like I t- I took a second to think about it the first time I watched I was like okay so that is what they're doing like it just seems so if anything I think it's because it's so like I don't want to say like obvious but it seems like. Well, that's too crazy. So I don't know if that's the way yeah, to think about this. But exactly. No, that that is exactly what's being happened. So to okay. be, so let's back up. So the first scene of this movie uh, features the character Lakeith Stanfield, who's on the show Atlanta. Um, he's walking through a neighborhood, and it's very. You, you want to talk about stereotypes? I mean, it's played so having this black character walking through a what we can assume is probably a you know a white or you know, a white neighborhood. Um, right. He's very. Correct. He's uncomfortable. With the, he's uncomfortable <laughs> with the situation. A car pulls up around him. He immediately turns around and walks away, um, because just based off reality. And yeah. Following that, he gets he gets captured. He gets like he gets he gets kind of strangleholded and taken, put in the back of a car. Uh, we we just buy a mass figure. Later on, we see the same character at the party, uh, the party that the Karens throw. Dude with the hat. Yeah, dude with the hat. Right. And so at that point, well, based off how the movie plays out, what we're led to, what we what we understand is that they've taken his body, removed his brain, and put the brain of another old white person inside of that body. Right. So that and that and that's exactly what happened with the grand with the grandparents who play the kind of the housekeepers around the house. They put their brains inside of their bodies. So that's what they're doing. So when they're auctioning off people, uh, that like you see when they auction Chris, um, the idea is that they're paying for that new body. So this so whoever you know pays for it gets to have their brain inserted into this young 
black body. And and the thing about and it being the stereotypical part that I didn't like it is about well, why is it all black people? And and that one the blind guy because I thought the blind guy was wanting a brain too. But anyway, he did. Um, he was the one that paid for Chris. He wanted Chris. Oh, that's right. Okay, the blind guy because he asked him, and I think I'm pretty sure he asked the question. You know, why are you? Why is it black people? Or why are you using black people? Or however he phrased it, and he told him. Why not? And he, it's kind of like I had to think about that for a minute. It's what, like, right, you what, can use whatever. What, what he says is that he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the fact that it's black people. He just wants to have – because he's blind. He just wants to have a new body with great eyes. And he's, Well, I know it, for him that's what it was. But Yes, the, for him that's what he is. But the, prince, the thing was that's all that was being used Yes, was black people. Right. So – but anyway, what I think the crazy thing is, is how clever Jordan Peele is where it, you know, a movie like this where it's like, you know, kidnapping black people to use for nefarious means in any other movie that would generally be like skinheads or like rednecks or like something, you know, something that, you know, is some some people that are more ob- would be obviously seen as racist. Oh, and that's the, that's the but sly that's, part of but it. But that's though, yeah, because, because we're watching yeah, like a lot of, of white liberals. Essentially, yeah, that's what it is. It's a, it's oh, a lot they of, would never do anything. They they like vote that. for Obama for a third term exactly. if they could. Like they're 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 supposed they're supposedly good nice people that love black people, which is exactly. taken which is taken to the extreme here, right? Because it's it's black, it's black people for sure. They love they love them so much they want to. They be love them, them so much they want to be them. Yes, <laughs> and this is. That's a you know that's now that's the horror of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a reflection <laughs> of, of it's it. it's reality, like because well, there are well, lot, you know, there's a lot there's you know black culture in general is always being appropriate as far as like people acting quote unquote black. Black and yes, right, exactly. And we've all we've all all races have been accused of that on some level. Or oh another. yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so as far as that goes, but I I never I didn't look at it like that. Like yeah, I get it now. I. I the stereotypes are still there for me in, in a way, but I like the movie. I really like the movie. And, you know, and the stereotypes are part of reality also because this is the way it is and this is how people think. And that's not going to change. And, you know, it's a great movie. I, you know, I that teacup thing, that, that was that was bothersome. Her stirring the teacup as I knew. I knew when she t- asked him to come into the room and sit down and she got picked up that tea. I knew that was going to be her her swinging clock, so to speak. Oh, yeah, as much as I, <laughs> as much as I, as much as I like the a lot of elements of the film, as far as the the, the kind of the, the the awkwardness at the party where the people are just talking to Chris and the way they're addressing him and what have you and stuff like oh, that. Oh yes, like the the way it handles you know the racial aspect. I, that scene involving her hypnotizing him is my favorite scene in the movie. I think that's a right. fantastic piece of th- uh, like Rosemary's Baby type filmmaking. I think it's just really well done. It was well done, and and and. Uh... Hi, he he cries on demand. That's a big deal in Hollywood for a man to cry on demand. So that's a that's a good thing. Certainly, yeah. I, certainly, in the kind of the way it's like the, where it's just it's he's absolutely like letting it all out, and it's you know it's a what you can see is a, a strong black man. I mean, you don't necessarily see that unless it's like Denzel in a highly dramatic scene in some random like super super melodramatic film. Like this is like exactly, a horror exactly. comedy where in the middle of it, a black man sitting in a chair just letting everything out of his eyes right there. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good. I, I really liked it. It was not what I expected. It really was not what I expected, and um, I didn't know who the director was. So that's um, that's very impressive to me. Um, and I didn't know it had made so much money, and it cost so little to make. And I didn't know any of the statistics that you just told me. So that makes it even more impressive. And I'm glad I was able to watch it. 
I, I got to set my, my stereotypes aside and say, you know what, it's a movie. Watch the darn thing. Well, you keep <laughs> so you keep mentioning the stereotype, and, and obviously there are presents uh, just because it's well, it's a it's a horror movie that's it's I would say it's doing a lot of these things on purpose just because of how it's set up or what have you. But is there something in particular that's that kind of like was throwing you or? Oh, I don't know. I guess. Um... The one, the one thing, the actor they picked. I mean, he's a very great actor, and and trust me, I'm, I'm not a bias on color of the skin of my people. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's like they pick the darkest brother they could find because when they do some of these the uh, the so-called scary scenes, and his eyes get really big, you know, and you see the whites of his eyes, and he's got these bright, beautiful white teeth, and it reminds me of the 20s when they used to do that with the mm -hmm. uh, black actors, you know, and you know, and the cooks, and then they'd always. You know, whenever they were scared, they, you know, they look, they have these dark faces and these white eyes showing and kind of goes back to blackface and all that. And that's what comes up in my head when I see that, regardless to how ridiculous that probably sounds to a lot. And that's OK. That's, no, I don't, I, I but, don't uh, think that sounds ridiculous, but I do <laughs> think there is there's a purposefulness to why it's being done. I mean, he could Jordan Peele could have easily chosen a, you know, a more light skinned brother to be a part of this movie. But I think there is Absolutely. purpose in having someone that's, you know, that that is very black. Uh, which is, I mean, this is something we don't get to on, on the, mainly because it's not a you know a racially charged podcast. But I mean, there is a no. there is a distinction in Hollywood of how black actors are you know kind of used in movies, and there is a, oh absolutely there is a there is a, a thing about the complexion of black skin that very much makes a difference between which actors become more popular and you're choosing for bigger roles than other actors. Absolutely, and as black people, we know that we know that, and I and I guess. When I see things like that, the, the people out there that really aren't aware of that, they see that as that's the way it's always should be, or that's I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it really. It's just something that I know. And when I see that in movies, it just bothers me because it's like it's 2017 and they're still doing stuff from the the, the 20s and the 30s. You know, that's what I saw, and and so and that was kind of that was kind of uh, disappointing to me. And that was the reason because I saw that in the previews. And, and I, you know, I picked that up in the previews anyway, and I didn't want to watch it for that was one of the reasons. And then, like I said, after watching it, it's a great movie. You know, those are my negatives about it. And those are my personal feelings. And that's the way it is. But it was a great movie and I loved it. And I may watch it again now. Since it's, you've watched it three times already, it, I need to watch it again. It's an easy one to watch. It's not that long and it moves no. pretty quickly. Yeah. Did you did you like um did you like the other performances in the movie? I mean, because there's some tricky stuff going on. I mean, with the... I love his best friend. Rod, yeah. It's Rod, Rod was down to earth, straight up, and Rod was right on it. Yeah. He was right on it. <laughs> yes. He was. He didn't. He wasn't. You know, he he wasn't the most articulate child in the world, or man. But that's okay, because what he said was absolutely true, <laughs> and it was great. And he was there to get him at the end. So I thought Rod was great. Alice. She she did good until the end. When she couldn't find those keys, that was bothering me because as women, we always know where our keys are. A rose? And, yeah, rose. I'm sorry. What did well, I, get I mean, Alice she wasn't from? trying to find the keys, though. She well, was... I didn't realize that. Okay. I really didn't realize that she was a part of it until more towards the end. Okay. I didn't. I just wanted to. Maybe I wanted to believe that she didn't well, know. I mean, yeah, the movie's trying to. I mean, I, I think you can. It could go either way as far as who figures out what early on, but I mean, yeah, I think the well, you know, me as the as your mother and how I am about movies, I'm always trying to analyze it and, and be a step ahead. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to find something wrong with her, and I couldn't until she couldn't find those keys. Okay, okay. that was your, that was your big clue. <laughs> that was my big clue. Yes. <laughs> so she was she was good. 
And I don't know, it, it kind of, you know, I liked it. I don't even know what else to say about it. Like you okay, said, it wasn't I, that long. It I'll doesn't keep really have... I can keep prodding. I can keep getting okay. questions. Like, there are the parents. Did you like, like, because I think Bradley Whitford, who plays the father, uh, best known for like the West Wing and things. I thought he had a great handle on on being like, quote unquote, friendly with Chris as far as like how, you know, how he entered it. He's like, how long has this thing been going on? And like, no. tells him about like just the way he's addressing him. I thought that's a very tricky line to play as far as not seeming overbearing, borderline offensive, but still being like fun to watch. It is fun to watch. But for a person who has had that kind of conversation with mm -hmm. people's parents mm -hmm. and back when I was a teenager or that age, it's it's fun to watch now. <laughs> But I've had that kind of conversation, and I know how that feels. And see, and those are the kind of things that were getting me in this movie, and maybe because I've had the personal experiences of some of that, obviously, the being being the, the black person brought to a, a white home, and especially in a in a nice home like that, and uh, meeting their friends and whatever, and the kind of questions because that, quite frank, quite quite frankly, that is exactly how you are treated when you're in that situation. I've been there a hundred times, and then it gets old. And it's not funny, you know. It's not funny, but I—I I mean, I think part, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I understand that. No, and I—I I think part of the reason, and I don't have like analytics in front of me as far as like who's paying for what, but I think part of the reason the movie caught on so well, and I wouldn't be surprised if there is a high percentage of you know black people that saw this movie and certainly kept seeing it in part and you know, added to the box office. I think that, and let alone other races in general that all have to deal with you know, you know similar scenarios. I do think there's a relatability there that while making you uncomfortable, it certainly speaks to what's actually going on as opposed to presenting more, you know, colorblind films that, you know, just present everything as is, which is not a horrible thing. It's just, you know, it's not necessarily reality in all situations or going way too over the top. I think it's handling again because it's because it's having people that are you know, not stereotypical racists, but ones that are more unintentionally being racist to people like there's well, there's something clever there. Well, now I get it because uh, see, mm -hmm. now I get it. Now I, I didn't get the part that they were, they were, uh, he was being auctioned off, and these people, and they were asking him questions because it was because of, for lesser word, for their stereotypes types of what black people should be. You know, mm -hmm. your nice, healthy specimen, and yeah, because all this they, different stuff. Because they yeah, want his body. I, yes, they want to check him I, out. They want to. I get yeah. that. I get that part now. They're treating but him like yeah. a, they're treating him like a car, essentially. Or, or a piece of cattle. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yes. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. So all that went through my mind during this movie. Yes, it did. And I, and I don't want to keep elaborating on that, I'm just saying. So, That's fine, yeah. Besides that point of it, it's a great movie. And it's something different, because I love horror movies. I love thriller and suspense movies. And they need some new stuff and some new direction out there. And this is and that was in a definite different direction <laughs> from anything I've ever seen anyway. Did you like so towards the end when he's like kind of um, strapped to the chair and what have you? Did you yes. Did you like when how he had to pick cotton in order to plug his ears? Now see, I didn't catch the pick cotton. <laughs> he's part. picking. He's I literally caught, picking cotton to save his cotton. life. To, to save his life, he has to pick cotton. And, and so and so and you know what? And maybe knowing knowing the comedian that Peel is, mm -hmm. maybe these things about these things are maybe done on purpose. Oh, on they this are. Part. Oh, for sure. He, and he, I didn't. <laughs> And see, and I didn't know he was the, he was the director of this. So now that it, it all makes more sense to me, <laughs> it all makes totally more sense to me, and I get it. Still doesn't include some of the things that I said, but I get it. And the pick cotton, that's the icing on the cake. 
I but, didn't even I didn't even catch that one. But I do. I mean, the movie does I think reward repeat viewings because now that you have a you have a better handle on what's going on, you can watch it again while and looking at it from a different perspective, which always benefits these kind of movies that are kind of twisty and what have you. Absolutely, because um, I mean, I I obviously remembered that he was picking the cotton in the chair, mm-hmm. and you saw where he pulled it out of his ears, so you knew where it came from. Mm-hmm. But I did not even get the whole what he's doing, to, the, what he's, kind of the, the symbolism of yes, that. Yes, exactly. I, I, saw <laughs> I didn't the first, get that. That was one of the few things that stood out to me the first time, as far as just little like little tricks like that. And I was like, that's that's really good. Like he yeah, has that to was good. he has to pick cotton to save his life. That like that's good. that's very clever. How ironic is that? Uh, <laughs> towards the so towards the end, what did you think was going to happen when that cop car arrived? Like, what was the feeling you had? My feeling again went back to the, the norm that was going to be a real cop, and 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 he was probably going to shoot him because you know he's standing over a body. There's another body not too far away. Mm-hmm. It's a black man in a white uh, community, and if that had been a real cop, especially if it was just one cop and not two. He probably would have just shot him without even asking any questions. That's what I thought was going to happen, to be perfectly honest, or now, something now, along that line. Now, I, I will say this, because <laughs> there is a, um, there are some alternate endings to this film, so many of which are on oh. the, the Blu-ray. Um, there is a version where it's not Rod, and it is a cop, and they arrest him, and they take him to jail, and he's in jail. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's I and I believe it was changed because of, basically after events from last year involving how things went uh yeah. Peel wanted to put something more optimistic at the end as opposed to going the darker route and okay that's, that's why he changed things around good idea and, and that works mm-hmm. i mean it was kind of like okay this is definitely hollywood because you know <laughs> he found him right on time you know <laughs> so that part of it is you know but I, you know, I try not to get too in depth. I mean, it adds up. Like it's the friend who you like, but he's he's TSA to get stuff done. Yeah, he does, and he said that, and he said that, and he was on it. You know, the cops weren't doing it. They thought he was funny. Oh, I loved. I have to absolutely love the part in the uh, the in the um, police station. Police station in the in the captain's office or whoever. The, I love that actress. I can't even think of her name right now. But when she called her friends in, because I totally thought she was believing him. I felt so bad <laughs> when, when they told us. And she said, don't ever said I didn't do anything for you. Oh, that was great. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so, it was great. But that was so wrong because uh, he thought he, she believed him. And he was, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's so wrong. You just burn him like that. <laughs> but it was funny. <laughs> That, uh, the, act, uh, the act that plays his friend Rod, Lil Rel Howry, he's on the show, The Carmichael Show. Do you watch The Carmichael Show? I have not watched that. I think I may have watched it once or twice when it first started, but so, I don't even remember. So that show, it's uh, I think the first two seasons are on Netflix. It has its, it has its third season this year, and I think it's actually got canceled at this point. They, he, the, actor, the lead actor walked away, but it's uh, it has David Allen Greer um among others in there in the cast and it's like a typical like sitcom but like it handles like this kind of subject matter uh weekly like it's a it's honestly it's obviously a comedy but the kind of right the subject matter is basically just the family gets into a couple of rooms and talks about like social discourse on a weekly basis and it's quite good like it's funny oh, okay it's funny but it's also like it's very good for kind of a, a an audience that wants to see more than just you know standard jokes uh, in a sitcom so i, I think it, okay but so he, carmichael's that's what the, it's called the carmichael show okay yeah i'll check it out but it's uh it's quite good yeah it has more of more of the friend rod uh, yeah he's 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 you know, yeah he was he characters. was he was he was a kick mm-hmm. i just enjoyed him his character 
we um we talked about the the, the main actors, but there's also there is um the, the grandpa and grandpa played by uh, Betty Gabriel and Marcus Henderson as the kind of the the, um, the like the house servants essentially. Oh yes, yes. Which uh, I think I think they're very good in this movie, specifically uh, Betty Gabriel as Georgina. I think the that scene of her where she's saying no, 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 and the camera's like getting you know it just has it like all up in her face. Yes. I think that it that's a the way she has to kind of put on an expression and hold it for that amount of time, I think is very impressive. Oh, okay. I, I see you. I'm going to watch it again. I sometimes I'm going to have to pay attention to, I mean, I remember that shot, but I mm-hmm. didn't look at it like that. I but guess. just the, and just the, the creepiness of those characters, you like, you know, something's up. Like you can't watch this oh, movie absolutely. and be like, nothing's up going. Like just obviously something's going on. You're just trying to figure out what it is, but I exactly. think they really add to the mystery of this movie. I think they they're very good in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And can come to, yeah, because they were totally, you know, they were, I figured they were zombies or I figured the neurosurgeon, <laughs> the neurosurgeon daddy had done something creepy to them and uh-huh. then made them like that. That's mm-hmm. the, that was my first thought just because of the way they acted. I mean, they were just too weird. <laughs> People don't act like that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, like I said, it just never occurred to me. They actually changed the brains and everything. So yeah, you just couldn't figure out what was wrong and if it was ever going to accidentally slip and say something or whatever. I don't know. They were, but yes, they were very good at the parts they were playing, the characters that they were playing. I found it kind of funny towards the end when they, when like the guy's hat came off and you saw his surgical scar and and then her wig all of a sudden started falling back and you could see her surgical star. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, you know, it's like, wow, that's funny. That's why the guy at the beginning (laughs) who became, uh, Logan, I believe, was the, the his 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 white person name. Um, yeah, like he's wearing that big, you know, he's wearing that hat at the party. Right, you're right. And that's another like because str- that's another like you know another weird performance that you're seeing, especially because if you especially if you're piecing together the fact that it's the guy from the beginning, which some people haven't, but it's, you know you're looking at him there where he's on the phone, he's talking like he would, and he's you know he's saying like right. he's making fun of the fact that he's in the suburbs and stuff like that. And right. then later on, just the the amount of proper kind of enunciation he has on every single word he's saying, and just yeah, the way and, he presents himself, and that look, the, uh, mm-hmm. the and it's kind of almost takes a little off of it takes a little like the Stepford Wives, you know. You, yes, you 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 come back being something totally different, and nobody else seems to see that. It's like I'm not crazy. <laughs> the, the, the Stepford Wives is an exact example or exact yeah. exact reference that uh, Peel was going for. That was one of the movies that very much influenced what he was doing with this movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a, well, good, cool. it's, a, it's a good call on your part, because that is exactly yeah. one of the movies he was going for. This, and I mentioned Rosemary's Baby, that was another one, and just a lot of... Uh, oh, yeah. Well, okay. He put a lot of different stuff in there and made it work. Well, that, And that's what I think... <laughs> and that's what I think works well about this, is that it is a... Despite having a lot of big ideas about race and what have you, it is a genre film. It is a it is a horror film that comes from a guy that clearly loves horror movies. Like that seems to be, I think something that plays well to audiences because audiences like a good horror movie and horror movies. Right. In, horror movies in general, the good ones, you know, the classics, they always you know have other things going on in the background, whether it's racial tension in Night of the Living Dead, or any number of other movies that have something, you know, oh, Vietnam exactly. War imagery and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, any number of things like that. It all kind of adds up to something like it. And this one, yeah, I think this one does a very great job of tackling issues that are, you know, present today in a movie like this that has, again, the clever idea of subverting who it is that's doing the wrong here. Right. Because it's always, you always think, oh, those guys are never, he's a neurosurgeon, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Ah, yes. 
I totally understand. Did you like the um did you like the music in this movie? There's a kind of there's this kind of like um I believe it's Swahili that kind of there's like this voices that thing that's going on in the background, like in the beginning and the end. It's... Yeah, that was different. And I did pick up on that. I guess I didn't like right now. I, I can't really remember, but I did pick up on that at the time of watching. And it's like, oh, this is some different music. It's kind of like creepy. It kind of gets you in the sets you in the mood. and everything. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch it again now. I'm really I can't wait. Yeah, it was. You've brought up some great points, and I, like I said, I hadn't even really paid attention to that, and I like, I like that because then you go back and watch it and you see stuff. So well, it's I, very cool. I will let you know that because of the success of this movie, uh, Jordan Peele obviously has you know a, a wide variety of things he can do, um, but he does want to keep doing this kind of thing. He wants to make more social thrillers. Like he could, he could have easily jumped onto some giant franchise or whatnot, and he was rumored to. Uh, be a director on uh, an adaptation of Akira, but instead he wants to make more movies like this that kind of oh, well, cool. handle this kind of subject matter, maybe perhaps at a bigger budget because he can. Um, but um, uh, yeah, the success of this movie uh, certainly you know bodes well for him. You know, you know a potential award winner by you know you know if things work out that in that kind of way, but just in terms of success from both critics and you know monetarily, like it's it's been a good year for Jordan Peele. Good. Yeah. He's also a new father. Like he, he had a he had a child. Hey, there uh, you yeah. go. Yeah, so. The icing on his cake. Mm-hmm. He has created a new one of him. <laughs> so wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm gonna have to Google him and and read more about him. I didn't realize he was on this level. I, the last time I saw him, he was doing one of his shows on Comedy Central. Comedy, T- Comedy Central, exactly. So. Well, yeah, there's, he's done a lot of good interviews about, you know, making the, obviously because he has had the chance to speak out about it, but yeah, there's been a lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff to read out there about uh, his conception of the film and what have you. So. Cool. I like it. I like to see uh, the babies move up into the world like that, and especially in, in the black community. I think it's great because I remember him when he was, you know, 17, 18 years old and doing stand-up. So <laughs> he was on a mad TV for a long time as well. Yeah. yeah and that, and that show, I remember him from that show too. So yeah, it's very, uh, it's good. I feel like I know some of these kids who've been around <laughs> for so long now. <laughs> some of these new, are these, are you guys millennium kids? How, what age is the cutoff for millennium kids? Millennials. Um, millennials. Yes. I don't think he would necessarily be considered. He'd be like an, an older millennial, like on the verge of between that kind of generation X yeah era. okay um are you a millennial i i would technically be a millennial yes yeah okay so it's 35 is the cutoff date age um there it's something around like the kind of the mid 80s mid night mid 90s mid 90s especially being born in the mid 90s that's oh being born that, okay that's, that's that's especially a millennial okay so i, I think i'm in the kind of older range of, millenn- of millennials at this point um uh, yeah because you were 80 86 so yeah, so um yeah okay i was just curious i always yeah. like to know what the cutoff age is no i, I when think I'm, when i'm speaking of things i think people would be i think people would definitely be more in the kind of generation x era of things um but, yeah. oh yeah he i thought he was younger than that i guess yeah he's he's, thir- he's 38 yeah oh, okay so he's not okay. like he's not old but like he's no well, <laughs> definitely not old but i thought he was i guess i just thought he was younger but 38 is that's probably right that's... you know this better than anybody black don't crack yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I am gifted of getting those compliments all the time. I just put, so. I'm telling, every time I say, just put Will Smith back in that Bel Air high school jacket. It'll look just the same age. <laughs> same, same way. <laughs> just give, give him that, you know, grow his hair up a little bit. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely correct. So funny. 
But anyway, dear. Well, so is that the end of our session? I uh, I think so. I, uh, by the way, the actor that plays Chris, he's twenty eight. Uh, so you know, he's certainly oh, not oh okay. No, yeah. he absolutely isn't. Yeah. He's got okay. beautiful skin, by the way. I just you know, like I said, the statement I made. Anyway, it's a great movie. Great movie. I am definitely going to watch it again this afternoon. I I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And I'm glad he's going to be making more movies on this same level and this thing because I, I love these kind. I like the kind that make me think and ask questions because, you know, I think I, I know everything and I'm a step ahead. And they, when they stop me, it's a wonderful thing. I have, a, I have another question because <laughs> you're, you're a Stephen King fan, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I don't need to get into The Dark Tower. I have, I'm seeing it tonight. I'm seeing it literally a few hours from now. I, I don't think you've read the Dark Tower books. I didn't read that book. Yeah. No, those he like got he got to be so involved. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm th- things aren't boding well for that film. But I want to ask you about it. Have you read it? I did read it. Yes. And, and I saw the, I've seen the movie it. The 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 TV movie from like the nineties. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the tra- Have you seen the trailer for the new it? No, I have not. Well, there is a new It coming out. It's the oh boy. It's for, it's like it's the first half of it, so it's all when they're younger, when they're like the kids. Yeah. Um, and it looks pretty good so far, and I'm hearing a lot of good things about it. Um, kind of on the, around the campfire so far. Um, but yeah, check, check you should check out that trailer because I do. Oh, I will. I know you're. A big, was... I know you're a big Stephen King fan, so I just. I am, and that was one of his scary books. Yes. That one yes. Kind of scary. <laughs> that was a scary one for yeah. me. Yeah. Because just because it's, it's that's a clown, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So clowns are, you know, prevalent. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, um, I will, I will check that out. I did not know there was a new one coming out, and yeah. I would like to see that. So I'm scared yeah. again. Yeah, it comes out in <laughs> September. So yeah, you can, you okay. can, you can easily just like, you know, Google the trailer for it. You can find it pretty quickly. Yeah, um, I'll do that. What else? I'm trying to think of just horror in general this year. There's, um, did you see Annabelle a couple years ago about the doll? No, is it on Netflix? Probably I can watch it. Well, it's not good, but there's a there's a oh, pre- okay. there's a prequel to it coming out that probably is going to be good that I'm looking forward to called Annabelle Creation. So I'm just curious. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, and because I like talking to you about horror, we don't talk about horror too much lately. I know I love uh, horror. There is a there is a if film... Annabelle. Oh, uh-huh. excuse me. No, yeah, go, go ahead. Go. No, go. I was just gonna say if Annabelle wasn't that good, then it's probably gonna be on Netflix. So I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> There was there was a movie earlier this summer called It Comes at Night, um, which I really liked. It is a thriller. Um, oh, it's it's more ominous than gory. Um, there's not okay. much like, actual violence. It's more about the mood of it. But I think you I think you'd enjoy that one quite a bit. I'm writing this down. It comes at night. It comes at night. Yes. Oh boy, that sounds scary. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> okay. And um, there's another film yeah. that I really like called The Black Coat's Daughter. The Black Coat's Daughter. Yes. Okay. That one, I think, is on Netflix at this point now, actually. Oh, and, that's and what is this about? So that one, it's directed by Oz Perkins, who's the son of Anthony Perkins, who played Norman Bates. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, it's How did about, I not think he had kids? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it's about these two girls at boarding school, and they're stuck there during, like, their parents have not come yet to pick them up for winter break. So they're just kind of stuck at this boarding school that's very creepy. And there's, oh, boy. And there's a side story about another girl who's on her way to somewhere and that's all i'll say because i think it really benefits from not knowing too much about it in advance but i think it's really well directed and has a great score so i just i really like recommending that one just because of how it's not it's not like it's not change it's not reinventing the wheel as far as horror movies but it is it's a well-made film so okay yeah. i'm gonna look because you know i love that okay the black and that's on netflix too I wonderful believe, i believe that one's on netflix i think that just because I, I reviewed the blu-ray and then like a week later it came on netflix i think great 
But if it didn't, it will be. It will, yeah, exactly. Soon, so that's I'll look for it. Yeah. Great, thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, so like, as as I said at the beginning of this, I'm just I'm happy you. <laughs> I'm happy you sent me a text that said you watched Get Out and had questions because that immediately made me think, okay, I need to talk to my mom about something on the podcast because that will be great. I love being a guest host. <laughs> okay. Or a guest, a guest, guest? Not yeah, a guest, guest host. A guest. A guest. I love being a guest. It's great. But uh, yeah, and also I'm just happy to talk to you about the movie because I do think, again, I really like the movie a lot. It's, again, it's one of my favorites of the year and I, it's happy to, I'm happy to revisit it on the podcast because we, you know, haven't, we spoke about it back in February when it came out and mentioned it again a few times, but this is a nice little bonus episode to do about that movie in particular so wonderful i can't wait to uh hear myself (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i'm I'm happy to i'm happy to speak with you on the on the show again it hasn't we as we haven't done one of these since fences back in december so that's right well thank you son i appreciate you letting me take your time um on your podcast and abe i'm sorry that you couldn't join us but maybe i'll get to speak with you the next time for sure and to all the great people out there that listen to my sons and abe's podcast i love you all dearly keep listening share the wealth tell everybody about him <laughs> love you love you all well thanks and i guess with that that's going to do it for this bonus episode so again thank you mom for joining to talk about get out okay love and, you son and until next time so long and goodbye goodbye